<laughs> so what about those fights this weekend, man? That was crazy. Got Loma and Lopez. Vasily Lomachenko, man, he lost. What did you think about the fight, man? I was... I hope everybody on this channel is boxing fans, though, before yeah, you talk, because yeah. we're definitely going to talk about this for a minute. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's PBTC Fitness, usually athletes like fighting, so we're hoping everybody that tunes in, or I mean, not everybody that's fitness is athlete, but still, you know, hopefully everybody tuning in kind of understands what we're talking about, because we're definitely going to go over it for a minute, because it's exciting for us to talk about it. It was an awesome fight. That it was, man, but I know there was a lot of disappointed people. <laughs> <laughs> why you think what why you say that it's a lot, you nah, think a lot of people just, everybody was was betting on loma loma was the guy and i i also predicted him to win but i i i was as shocked like as everyone else was man <laughs> i mean i was i wasn't shocked by the end result because only i mean going into the fight before you watched anything and you told me oh this lopez guy is gonna win and the scorecards, how they showed it, I'd have been like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. But it, first of all, the fight was way closer than the scorecard showed, right? Um, but what I, what I was looking at was, so everybody was thinking Loma's going out and crush this guy. But after like the first three rounds, I wasn't sitting there thinking that no more. You know what I'm saying? Because like he didn't really do much. I mean, in the second round, he floored him with a couple punches and he hit him probably 60, 70% of his punches. I think he only threw like 10 yeah. in the second round, but he hit him with all of them, almost. He threw and landed, but he didn't throw enough. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he basically gave away, like if you want to give him that second round, yeah, okay. But like the first six rounds, he basically gave away. Like didn't really throw any punches, man. And I'm not taking credit away from Lopez though, cause that dude is fast. I mean, don't get me wrong, Loma was coming right at him. He wasn't using his angles like normal, but it also, I think is because Lopez was a little faster than he expected. You know what I'm saying? Like he was popping him with that jab. Even with his hands low, he's popping him with that jab. And, you know, we're used to not seeing Loma get hit too much. Like like you just said, even with his hands down, for someone with his hand that fought with their hands down most of the fight, he didn't really get hit a lot. I mean, that's it's also because Loma didn't throw a lot, but his face wasn't that bad. Well, I mean, his face looked worse than Loma's. Well, hundred percent. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um no, he he got hit a lot more than he's used to though. You could tell when Loma started lighting him up in like the last like three rounds, well yeah. prior to the twelfth, that last like the ninth, tenth, and eleventh, Loma lit him up pretty good, and like you could tell like he wasn't used to getting hit by that. I feel like he was already gassed by by like the eleventh. He wasn't. He not wasn't that, gassed. Like, not like. I feel like he, he was but, definitely tired. But he definitely went down a level. He wasn't at the same pace. He's never been hit. I'm telling you, dude. He's never been hit like that. Because Loma was eating him up. Yeah, all eating. Like, yeah, he was because, just taking punishment. Well, I think. Um, I was watching the fight with my pops. I think that. Um, I think that he just took, way too long. Or I think that maybe, you know, Papachenko. Apparently, you know, he his dad's you know this genius yeah. with training and all this stuff and techniques and how to beat somebody but what i saw was that um that uh maybe their game plan was oh it's a young guy young champion undefeated um hasn't really fought a, a bunch of high rank you know like the best of the best obviously he wanted to beat a champion to get a championship but the guy wasn't the man you know like uh like these guys are so i'm thinking that maybe he was thinking oh if i let him 
you know, come at me or whatever and, and maybe tire him out and then and jump on him, you know, in the later rounds, maybe he'll tire out and I can finish him off. But like, like six rounds before you do anything. I don't, I don't like that, man, because now you have someone to blame. But now you know, oh, do I blame my father for, you know, listening to his game plan too long? And maybe my father wasn't, you know, aggressive enough because who do you blame there? Is it Loma not fighting? Because he definitely, bro, you can't sit there and say the first five rounds you, you won, you did enough to win. Yeah, there's no, no way. There's no shot. Even if Lopez didn't land all those shots now, he was throwing. He, don't he get me wrong, enough. though. Don't get me wrong, though. Just to be clear, even though Loma gave up all those rounds, after he started going off, he didn't miss many punches, and he won all the rounds when he started throwing his hands. Like, from the 8th round yeah, to the, to the 11th round, he won convincingly. And it was um, all him. It was all the him. The momentum completely changed. You can feel. Yeah, it. and it, it was just interesting. Like Lopez, great young champion though, like able to stay in there. Years old, man. And then twelfth round comes out, and actually, I think he won that twelfth round. I think, me personally, yeah. if I was to score it, I had a draw going into the twelfth. Yeah. And I thought that Lopez won that twelfth round. I agree too. Even That's though Lomachenko was throwing a lot, he was hitting him every time he got hit. He'd be like. Poof. Buckle down and pop, pop, pop. Throw right back. You hit him with another two, three punch combination. I, I, yeah, I saw a draw or either numbers a lot closer. Now, it could have been 19 or 109. If you gave Loma the second round, you could be counted as a draw. I would have been fine with that. But, but I, I told, I even said that, oh, maybe you could give Loma the second round. But once again, just because you land two good punches are the best punches of the round, if the rest of the round you didn't really do anything but kind of slip punches and move around, did you win that round? If the other guy's attacking you and popping you with a jab every time you come near him, like, you know, who, who controls that? Oh, because that guy came in, he threw, because Teofimo threw a right hand, and that's what got him caught. So, uh, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, Loma was definitely conscious uh, of that power, because Lopez definitely got power, man. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely uh, that and, but that's the thing, though, and, and they both stunned each other. That's the thing, Lomachenko definitely stunned Lopez, and Lopez definitely oh, stunned Lomachenko on yeah. multiple occasions. It was a great fight, man. I want to oh, see it again. I, I watched it twice, too. <laughs> I want to see it. He said, he said I watched I it twice. I had to, man. It yeah, I, I want to see man. it, you know, like an actual second time, though. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just want to let everybody know before we switch to MMA real quick that we do have a guest named Mike Young coming on the podcast real soon. And uh, he's a guy that comes in, works out from time to time, gets a lot of his form done by me, a lot of his coaching form done by me, and uh, training done by me. And um, he also does a lot of CrossFit uh, lifting. So he's trying to get into the games and do things like that. I'm thinking that's what his goals are, but we're gonna talk to him about that and get that going. But, and he should be walking to the door any minute. But um, before we get to Mike, we're gonna go over um, the MMA, bro. Who is the cards this weekend? UFC this weekend. So we got, ah, oh, there he is, speaking of the devil. There he is. What's going on, Mike? Fuck, man. Yeah, on. take your time, dude. We're gonna get into MMA real quick about the fights this weekend, and then you can hop right on, all right? <laughs> so let's check out this card. We got, um, ooh, okay, so. Dang, man, there's a lot of good fights this weekend. So you got, we'll go from the lowest to the highest. You got Ian Kutalaba 
versus Magomed Ankalev. And last time they fought, that was a fight that got stopped early. The, the own guy got hit real good, and it like stumbled him for a second, but then he kept fighting, he was on his feet, and he threw like a couple right hand bombs. Yeah. Right hand bombs. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. Which one? This, this guy, uh, uh, down one. Yeah, uh, the Ian guy, Kutalaba. They, these guys are both really good. This guy got drilled, okay, by him. And he's all off balance, you know, uh, uh, trying to get his wits about him. And he starts throwing bombs, like haymakers back at this guy, right? Yeah. And this guy catches him, like, one or two more times, but not, like, crazy. But he's still, like, moving around like he's, like, almost playing, like, punch drunk. And then he throws another right hand. And then this guy, like, kind of, like, pushes him a little bit. And the rest stop the fight. So they did it again. So I'm glad we get to see it. Uh, it's gonna be that's gonna be a good fight. I don't know about the next Ooh, two fights. Robert Whitaker. Before you get to that one, there's Wald Harris versus Alexander Volkov, and um, those guys are both good for the division. They're big as hell. They're heavyweight. And then um, yeah, yeah, middleweight. Right? Two, so yeah, you got Whitaker over Cannonier. Well, I've never, I, I haven't really seen him fight. I'm like, ooh, you yeah, haven't seen Cannoneer yeah, fight. Ooh, for, for you haven't seen either, Mike. For is he to call him out and be like, yeah, if, if he, yeah, I love if the this beard fight. that Mike is rocking right oh, now. Oh man, it's going gorgeous. Sexy, it's gorgeous. It's like getting in my mouth. Nah, you gotta do no shave November. <laughs> it's coming up. You can't oh, shave now. What? What? Does that it just it just keeps getting puffier, bro? It, it keeps ah, getting puffier. This that guy. Just connects, man. Like it, it doesn't like grow in thick or nothing. Just Mine's doesn't puffier, connect. Right? So. Oh my so, goodness. I'm jealous. Mine's doesn't connect. Oh my goodness. All right, so yeah. Robert Whitaker, Jared Cannonier. I think I'm gonna. If I would put money down, I put money down on Whitaker, obviously. Yeah, because I feel like he wants his belt back. <laughs> yeah, man. I want to see him fight too, because uh, man, that fight he had against Adesanya was pretty poop. Like all he was rushing the whole time about name. that. You want to hear it? You don't like that guy? Nah, nah, bro. At this Sanya. At this Sanya. Why don't you like him, bro? Nah, nah, nah. It's Paulo Costa. I don't like. Oh, Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa. Why? Cause that was such a bad fight on his. Yeah, it was a booty fight. What about Adesanya humping him afterwards? You think they both like? Yeah, it was disrespectful, obviously. Disrespectful? You don't think he likes him like that? That type of shit, bro. That's why I was really a big fan of Lopez going into that fight, but. He, he held him. He well, Lopez obviously isn't just a trash talker. One he just speaks the home. truth. People <laughs> well, don't like it sometimes. He's backing it up, yeah. Well, he didn't talk out of he didn't talk out of turn against Lomachenko. I didn't hear it. Oh, he was trash talking like crazy. Did he trash talk after the fight? Oh no. So he's That's hyping it then. If he's not trash talking, nah, bro, throw it in his face. Fight he's ever had for sure, hundred percent. He, he can't talk shit, bro. Do you watch Do you watch boxing, Mike? Not often. Oh, okay, like if yeah. On, if, it's, if I catch it on TV, I'll yeah. watch it a little bit. Oh, not often. You don't know none of the guys. Yeah, yeah. like I know Pacquiao. <laughs> well, we're hope, hopefully Pacquiao will. Yeah. Mayweather, I, I don't want Mayweather to come out of retirement, to be honest with you. But Pacquiao, Pacquiao is out of retirement. He whooped up on Thurman. I want I want another pack. Where's that guy, man? Thurman's just... Thurman, Thurman got pooped on. <laughs> Yo, man. I, he got Pacquiao. I was, I, I was becoming a fan of Thurman, Thurman lost to a 42-year-old... He lost his O to a 41-year-old Pac-Man. Yep. That's booty. Dude, 41-year-old Pac-Man is still better than half the 20-year-old jits out there. Though, right? <laughs> yeah, man, like Dude, 30, I want to see him, Garcia him and what division is Crawford in? 143? 140. Bro, Crawford needs to move up and fight Pacquiao at 147. That would be a fight. I think if he wins his next big fight, maybe. 
Dude, Terrence Crawford, Manny Pacquiao. Let's get it. That'd be cool. Let's but see uh, who's legit. Alright, Gaethje versus Nurmagomedov, the fight everybody wants Main to see. Event. Ka- Khabib. Khabib. That's the one fighter I do know. That dude is insane. He's Khabib. a fucking beast. Hey, but he's fighting Justin Gaethje. Do you know Justin Gaethje? Yeah. Alright, all right, man. So I wanted to play highlight reels anyways, because you know, I just we gotta we gotta look at highlight reels while we're talking about these fights, because why not, right? So let's just see. Yeah, you gotta play him on, man. Yeah, of course. You got the time. Go out and see it, man. So Habib is nasty, man. From like all those videos I've seen of him. Yeah, he's his father's even an animal. You seen the video with his father? Yeah, his yeah, father just recently away. passed away. Rest passed in peace. Yeah, that's that's Gaethje, bro. That was just a big right hook. That's all that was. Yeah, it just laid him the freak out. Holy crap. Another look ball. Oh, excuse oh, me. What's going on oh, <laughs> eat it. He didn't even see it coming. It's just cold. Yeah, no. Like he was so worried about that little, that little left that he was just like, yeah, let me make sure I got that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> right over his arm. That sounds good. Bam. He blocked himself from seeing it, really. Oh, oh. Oh. Ow. He just broke his nose with that knee. Yeah, probably. He ain't that square. Yeah, it sucks ass. Yeah, he's done. That would not be fun. Man, so much heart. Rock badly twice. Ooh. Oh. Hey, that one. Yeah, he does get hit. Yeah, he definitely gets hit. You gotta get him one. He's even stumbling right there. He's dancing. He got pooped on. Oh, God. Definitely came back. Man. My man just don't, he don't think about that. He's like, all right, but yeah, right. Now, here's what I got. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. That's real cute, but here's what I got. That didn't play no game. Here, bro. That might have broke his cheek. Broke his orbital or something, maybe? Oh, another one. Just about how he reacted after that. Yeah, look at this around. Oh. Oh. already. Oh, oh. He's like, come on, stop it. Stop what it. are you doing? Stop it. For, dude. I actually love that. Like when you see, like as a fighter and you see somebody who's able out, to have that self-control. Like, dude, he's yeah. out. Like save him or yeah. else it's going to get bad. Exactly, like, dude. Like, I, I there was so one guy who um who tapped the guy out and then got on top of him and went to go hit him. And he was like, he's out. And he's like, no, he's not. Keep fighting. Yeah, it's like, that. You seen that? Yeah. Like that was insane. He's like yelling at the ref like, he's out. Like, no, he's not. No, he's like, not. Yes, he's like, yes, he is. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, over. Yeah. That's why they say that. My job is to. Yeah, so that's Gaethje, bro. That's Gaethje. Yeah, those dudes right? that know how to stop it because they can see somebody's out. Here's, I have nothing yeah, but respect yeah. for that. No, obviously, that. It, it's just about having a soul at that point. Yeah, because right? above all, it's a sport. Yeah, for real. Yeah, it's a combat sport, but it's a sport. Freaking YouTube commercials. Now you're going to watch Jerry Ken here because you've never seen him. That's a car, he's a, a beast too, man. Robert Worker's got his hands full. Well, that's why, so as he said, I might give you a shot if you make this look easy. Definitely cut up. That's a big boy. Yeah, he's huge. What is he, like 6'4"? 6'4", 205 is what they fight at, but there's no way he's 205 when he steps in that. Awesome. No, no, no. He's definitely going to go He's freaking huge! <laughs> look, he used to fight a heavyweight. That's, That's him, too. Fat. That's him, bro. Look how he used to look. Look at the difference. 
he's got at least another 15 or 20 pounds on him in this video mm -hmm. just from that picture. Mm -hmm. That's what he was fighting at heavyweight, dude. Guy. He used to crush people. He moves quicker as That's... big as he was right there, too. Yeah, man. Ooh. Absolutely insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Oh, my goodness. He's eating it. Look at him. He's like, yeah, that's what you got, bro. He's like, his hands aren't even out, bro. Here's our Kutalaba guy. That guy's in the... Look at He's not even... He doesn't even have his hands up. He's all eating him right now. But he's still in his... He's tired. I'm waiting to see, like, a little shoulder shimmer. Like, I'll eat it. Oh, right in the face. He's starting to cut up now. Yeah, you can tell. They, oh, he's only light heavyweight for this one. And then he goes to 185. I don't want to take an elbow from anybody, too. <laughs> no elbows, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's, this guy's going to give Whitaker a little bit of a problem right here. But I also think he's a little too stiff for Whitaker. I think Whitaker's gonna be a little too quick for him. I think that Darren Till would have was a harder test than this guy for Whitaker. That Darren Till fight was hard for that was Whitaker's last fight. Well no we watched that. Yeah. yeah, but Yeah, so who do you who do you got for the championship? Gaethje or uh Nurmagomedov? Ooh. Ooh. If he fights like he fought his last fight. If Gaethje fights like he did Ferguson, he, wins this fight. he will win. He will. I totally agree with if him. But he, the he's got to fight out. perfect, as in can't let the guy grab his feet. Like, literally. That's, but he has to be perfect. That's gonna but that's the thing. He's going to get grabbed. That's literally going to be grab, Khabib wrestling. grabs everybody. Straight wrestling. So what's going to happen when he gets grabbed? Hopefully, I mean, Khabib has been hit. He can't be hit. So, but you know, and this guy puts game. people out. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, bombs. If Khabib, can, if Khabib can get him down on the ground, I think he's got the chance. But if he keeps him out, take, it's over. Take a mic, man. Let's let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's give Mike uh, okay, some okay. takeover, dude. Right. So Mike Young, man, good hey, to have man. you here How on the podcast, you? dude. Oh, yeah, Stumbles yeah. in. So what's going on with the with the hairdo, man? You gotta tell people what you got going, yeah, what you're I'm, working with right now. I'm a white dude with dreadlocks, so that's just going to be the first thing that I'll let you just think about that real quick. <laughs> let, let them just sink in. White dude with dreadlocks. Yeah, okay. white dude with dreadlocks. We're starting out the podcast, right? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a weird little mix, dude. I'm a country dude who has, who has dreadlocks, but smokes his, you know, whatever. I don't, know I, don't, I don't know what we're allowed to talk about on here. I don't really ask. I don't know if this is like PG-13 or what. This but. is, um, nah, man, whatever you want to talk about, uh, you know. Yeah, everybody's got their own lifestyle, and I just want everybody to kind of express themselves and speak about whatever they want to speak about, man. So it is what it is. So, I mean, just, you know, I guess start from the beginning, bro. Give us your background. Where where are you from? You know, where are you born, raised? You know, the whole nine yards, man. Start so, from the beginning. I was born in Jersey. I moved down to Fort Myers. I was like nine or ten years old going to like fourth grade, I think, whatever age yeah. you were then. Yeah, that's about right. Whatever that is. Something like um, that. Fourth, fifth. Played, fourth. Played, played baseball my entire life. So I met your younger brother. And eventually yeah, that's met right. You. That's how you met Randy, the sheriff. Yeah, I, met, I eventually met all you guys around here. So yeah, yeah, man. Baseball was definitely a good thing for me. You know, I got some great man. people around me. Yeah, no doubt. But um, yeah, went to college, played a three, three years of college ball, was injured for one. 
and kind of just gave up after that. Still want to, you know, play some softball and everything. Just yeah, you want to play some softball? Still? I see <laughs> myself playing softball. Too, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> one day I see myself. That's too fun playing. So, that, so I guess, um, I guess it's fair to say that you know, athletics and especially baseball. Did you play other, anything other than baseball, or has just baseball been your life? Um, when I was younger, I played like football and soccer and everything like that. But when like, that wicked stop? young, like when I was ten or eleven. Okay, that's when yeah. I was just kind of just like, all right, well. Because I was too big to play football for the most part. I was a very heavy kid. So right. I would be playing up with kids. I was 10 or 11 years old. Oh, yeah, 13, they go by weight. Right. Years, you know? And I looked at my dad. I was yep. like, don't get me wrong. I had the confidence in me to play with these older kids. Right. But I was like, <laughs> some of these kids are already in high school. Dad. They, re- they lift weights and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm they got beards. They got beards. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm going to get tossed yeah. around, so I don't really want to break my neck out here. Yeah, I don't know. So that's um, when uh, baseball kind of came the strict thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. So you go through, um, so when you started playing baseball at a young age, how young? Shoot, I was probably four or five. Yeah, so you could kind of walk and run around. Yeah, my father had me, I think my mom still has like home videos. I'm like barely able to hold on to the little plastic bat, but he's tossing me a little wiffle ball. Trying to smash him. I caught caught with a couple of them. I was like, okay, Mike, I see you when you were young. That is awesome, dude. (laughs) Which I still have that power, but you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So me was tanking him. So then you went through Little League and everything. And and, and then what did you start doing after Little League? Did you, or even during Little League, you got into, because I know everybody at least you know, once we kind of started it in my era, and then my brother's era, everybody was doing it. So yeah, you, travel you play travel baseball, right? Yeah. When did you start that? Um, I think I was 13, just going into my freshman year of high school, I think. I started it really late with the travel ball and everything. Yeah. But uh, when I first started doing travel, I played for the Bandits with RJ and Keith. Bandits. Wow. And, uh, you've played with them before, right? I played against them. I played against them. Well, Randy, more than anything, I coached usually against them is what it was. And there were... They were assholes, man. Like straight up, pure fact. Like sorry for the language, whatever. But they were just <laughs> no, you're straight kidding. up assholes, man. <laughs> but they knew their stuff. So how how are they assholes though? Like what did they? Like it was just we were. I think it was just because the way I'm thinking about it now is we were so young at the time. We were a lot of us just. I was just there to strictly just play, have you know, have fun playing baseball and everything. Sure, sure, yeah. You know, of course. That's all I really you wanted. Kid, to do, yeah, just man. Play baseball, have Half fun. And when we were there, it went from. Hey guys, you know, ha 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 to, all right, boys, we're down to business now. Like, we don't care what you got going on before this, as long as your schoolwork's taken care of, but we're here to practice and play some ball now. And I was just like, all right, this is a culture shock. This is weird. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it just, it turned what I thought about baseball on its head. You know, right. It wasn't a game no more. Yeah, it wasn't a game anymore. It's, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed playing it, seeing especially games after practicing with them, RJ being an ex-pro baseball player. I'm, I'm not sure about Keith's complete background with baseball. They, they all, playing. they both went, um, they both were in the minor leagues for a lot of their career. And then they got called, both of them got called up like once or twice and then went back down, got called yeah. up. But one of those guys that couldn't like, like they got there, but couldn't stay at the major yeah. league level for a long time. But yeah, they, they played professionally for a while. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like- Six years or so, I think. With like the knowledge years. from them. Like just getting that in practice and working on the little things that you never thought about and then mm-hmm. going into the game where it all mattered and seeing it like kind of make itself known. It's like, all right, yeah, this is kind of cool. You know, I like working hard when nobody's looking. Right. But then going out when everybody's looking and Performing. showing what I worked hard for, you know, and that's what, kind of what it became for me. So like they kind of maybe 
I mean, you know, put this in perspective for some people, maybe like uh, those coaches, they were hard on you, but they showed you, you know, that hard work, you know, will bring you to places even sometimes if you got to yeah. buckle down and actually be harsh about it. Hard work's going to bring you to that next level. Is that yeah. kind of what the thing was? Well, RJ said this himself a couple of times. This is like an actual quote from him, is that it's more fun to show what you're working on than it is just to have fun. You know what I mean? Right. how often do you go out and you're just having fun and all of a sudden the fun dies down after like an hour or so? Right, you sure. Know? But when yeah. you come into the gym or go out to the baseball field, you're sitting there working on your craft, having fun while working on your craft at the same time, and then going onto that field and really having fun because your craft is now easy and it's flowing and it's fluid and then it's just smooth after that. And you take, right. the, and you take the victory and you're walking out of there with a smile on your face. That's fun too. Right, know? yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. I that's mean, what it became. nobody's having fun striking out four times, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was just nice going from just wanting to have fun, not really caring how I did, to caring how I did and still being able to perform well because of the, the coaching that I got. So it was right. Just, it was just so they were harsh on you, they were assholes, but to some extent you were able to learn some yeah. lessons off of what they were teaching. Yeah. And in of. a sense, kind of changed my mentality of it. You know what I mean? Right, so now it's more of a, oh, this is a job. Like, I want to come here yeah. and perform and do well. Like, I don't want to come here and no matter what, I get patted on my ass and go to Dairy Queen, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, just, just like how it was at Rembrandt. <laughs> I'm Eastern Street right there across the street. You know, <laughs> right? That's how Mike first grew some boobs. Oh, man. I was a big kid, even in Little League, man. <laughs> I believe it, right? He's been a monster. You've been a monster. I mean, you've been slimming down now. You know, you've been in the gym with me for a while, and yeah, you, we could tell your trajectory has been going down with your weight, yeah, obviously, but uh, you're a bigger dude regardless. What's that? 211 pounds now. Awesome, dude. I'm 203. I'm catching up to you now. You're catching yeah. up to me. But I'm, I'm <laughs> cutting body fat, though, man. You got... Yeah, I'm, cut, I'm trying to point. do a little bit both at the same time. You're getting there. The belly, You're getting there. Handles and everything. Good, you know, it's like finally got like a little bit of definition in the chest. The legs, my legs are actually like <laughs> left, like slimmed down a lot. Yeah. Compared to what they were. Oh yeah. Like I noticed that when I when I went to work uh, the other day, like I just did my laundry, all my clothes are actually like fitting right and everything. <laughs> and I put on my sh my shorts to go to work. I was like, oh, you know, these are gonna pain in the ass to get on my around my legs right now. But I go around the waist, I'm just. Oh, this one, what the hell? <laughs> like I have like like I have a tiny waist for whatever reason, but thick like quads and hamstrings. I'm just like I don't know. Like even before like lifting a lot, like it was like, got a big old booty. For real, uh, that's really what it is. Like I, damn you know, boy. Like right now, that's a thick ass boy. Like, that's a you ever seen that? <laughs> the big ass dog? It was like I, if I could if damn, I could get my legs through. I can sit in like a 32 waist, right? Damn. But I can't get my legs through them, so I got to get like a 34 or 36 to just get just to get them around my thighs and everything. Then I got to put them on. I got to wear a belt. It's a struggle, man. It really oh is. Oh my gosh. That's like me, bro. I'm like, I don't fit into 31s anymore, and now I have to wear a 32. But it's it's, it's not. It's it's don't fit me, man. Oh my goodness. So going back to your mindset. So these guys kind of started instilling something from you from young age. So, so going into high school, what, what was your mindset? Was it like, Oh, I'm coming in to play in high school. Like I want to take a position in varsity or I just want to make JV and be a starter. Like what was your, did do you remember even like what your thought was going into high school? Was it different maybe than most kids? Like what, what do you think if you could reflect? 
I remember strictly walking in to the first day of summer baseball practice at Lehigh. I went to Lehigh my freshman year. Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah. I went to Lehigh. I had no year. idea about that. This is great. So I'm looking, at all, I'm looking at all these dudes who maybe have won 30 games, 20 games in their four-year career at Lehigh. And I'm looking at <laughs> them just like, I'm about to take this shit over. This is going to be my team, and we're going to win some shit. Right. And I looked at them like that in the face. I didn't say that exactly, but I was like, this is my team. It's going to end. <laughs> it's going to end. Know. Done and, with the poop. <laughs> yeah, and given, like, after that year, we had 16 wins or something like that. Oh, which wow. Which is, like, the most that Lehigh has had in a single season. And then I left. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Cypress. I went to what Cypress, I I went to Cypress right again. after. It's like, I can't handle Lehigh. There was like there were just fights every other day. Really? And shit like that. I'm just like, dude, I don't want to be around this shit. And there was there sure. was a fucking race war in in the cafeteria. Race wars? Like I'm not even fucking around, bro. <laughs> there was a race war in the cafeteria. In it was like, this is gonna sound. It was the Spanish dudes versus. Was the that black when Clint dudes. was coaching over there? Or was he at Island Coast? Clint just went to Island Coast the year I went. Oh. So he wasn't there no more. Booty. I knew everything about him. And then we. That's the funny story too. I was playing. We were playing Island Coast for a. Like I guess it was like a fall game, you know, like one of those games that didn't really matter. I tell Randy the story all the fucking time. And Clint, I'm playing third base, and Clint looks at me, hey, we're bunting. I, I look at him, it's like, all right. Like, didn't change my positions. I played even with the bag all the time. Like, if you're going to hit it down my throat, you're going to hit it down my throat, and you're going to win. Yeah, you know, sure, like, sure, yeah. It's either yeah. that or I'm wearing it off the chest. I'm taking I'm it, I'm taking it away from you, basically. Yeah. And he actually bunted. Like he he would. actually bunted. So I'm he like, would. I make the play, easy play, whatever, quick and easy. There was nobody on base, so it was like throwing Yeah, base, basically whatever. an easy play. And I go back and I'm looking at him, I was like, What was that? What yeah. the fuck are you doing? Like, are you not trying to win this game? Or are you just like, what, what do you, what's the purpose here? And he just started laughing at me and shook his head. I was like, Okay. <laughs> like, I, that was the most confused I think right I've ever on, been on a baseball Right field. on. Yeah, like that was just yeah, a very confusing day for me. That sounds just right on cue for Clint, don't it? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, dude, what? <laughs> like, I hope you don't. I hope you do this during a regular season too, man. Oh my what. goodness, man! But oh, I think that was when I don't even think they had like a a JV team at that point. I think they just said, all right, we're a varsity team. I think, or maybe it was the other way around. But dude, yeah, dude, when I went, uh, when I was going to school, Clint was the coach over there, and he had uh, one kid that he actually got drafted professionally. A shortstop right before you got there, and um, he's really good too, man. And Clint was the only coach I've ever seen get a call overturned while the team's already exchanged. So like, we were hitting. No, we were on the field. Okay, we run off the field. They run back in or something like that. Clint comes out, it was like a double play that happened, and he argued that, oh, this kid didn't step on the bag or didn't touch his base or something like that. I don't remember the exact call, but the umpire actually overturned it and sent us back out there and put a guy back out first. And I was like, what the f- is going on? I've never seen that. I've never seen it in my life. That's, I think that's the only reason my brother actually went to Island Coast, because he like went to, you know, they would have all these showcases, right? Um, you know, after your senior year, like, oh, come try out for this college. Well, I was doing all those, even though I could have went, I, I could have went to, Edison didn't have a team back at the time, so I couldn't have gone there. Sure. So there's nothing really local. So um, I'm going to all these things, and then Clint wound up being there for one of his guys at Lehigh. And he was like, yo, you should bring your kid over here. So that's kind of how it worked out. And he's like, 
Well, I remember you getting that call over to That's about all I know about you. But Clay was a good coach. He's a good coach. He's just a little asshole. Yeah, he was just a little tapped in the head. Just a little tapped in the head. I guess to be that good at something, like as good as a coach as he is, you got to be a little tapped. A little, little special. You know, you got to have something clicking in your head. Like it's, it's such a factor. Like how many normal people do you see that are super successful? Yep. Not a lot. No, not a lot. Those people that do have a little something in their head that's telling them. Go, 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 no matter what. Yep. They got, they, they're doing Yeah, something. so I'm a little special, right? <laughs> I mean, we knew special that. Special ed, bro. Uh, we knew All that time, coming bro. into this, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll have a whole podcast now, all right? Yeah, everyone knows. It's on the back now. Oh, my goodness. So, going through, um, so starting as a freshman, you're like, I'm going to take this team over. This is my team. You're going through the years, so you transferred after your first year? Yeah, transferred after my so, first year. Why, why did you transfer? Because um, everything that you're was going down, things, like the environment was just wasn't there for me. Like didn't just I didn't really like any of the people either. Even on the baseball team, like oh, no wow. disrespecting them, they're probably all a bunch of good dudes, you know, outside of everything. But they were there to goof around, you know what I mean? They and wanted I to have fun. That, like yeah. you had a purpose, and I had that R.J. Keith mentality as I'm here to work, and then I'm gonna let that fun happen during the game. Right. You know, and they were the opposite. Yep. You know, where they were having fun during practice and wanted to put the work in during the games. And yep. That's not how success you, happens. You have us. fun during the game. You have fun when you win. You have fun on the bus. You get back to work tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah, man. And they had the complete opposite mentality. So I knew that, <laughs> like, after that year, like, especially with, we had. Uh, <laughs> Basically, that's what it was. Just him. <laughs> I can't remember his last <laughs> name, but he was a big dude, like 6'3", 200-something pounds, pitcher, third baseman. And the dude threw gas yeah had no control over it oh that, i love those guys gas those yeah, guys get just, everybody out really <laughs> duck and run people, like if we played like a like a trash team like eastley county or no disrespect i know your your alma mater but north from ours that well now they suck now they suck no they suck now too but ever since i left they suck and it's not well not not me it was the class after me was even pretty good and then after that after the 09 class they've been terrible just go steadily going down right? yeah steadily just i think it was like oh eight Oh nine, ten. <laughs> yeah, just a big. It was like there at the top of the roller coaster in 08. 09 was like you go right over the edge and right before you go down where they make like the front people poop their pants. Like that's where nine was, and then ten was like at the bottom. <laughs> but not because the guys after me actually were pretty good ball players too. But after that, and then I think after the ten season, um, Camp House left too. So it's kind of. Yeah, that was their coach at the time. Yup, Camp House was our coach. Now he's coach again, of course, because oh, his yeah. son's going there. Oh, North again. <laughs> yeah, man, North. Hey, yeah, he'll bring it back. Yeah, pff, I hope so, man. They suck. I'm surprised you haven't hit him up yet. But hey, you want coach? What's up? Have <laughs> 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 a bunch of little Jack, fourteen year olds running around the baseball field. Yeah, <laughs> man. No, I, I, I've, I've reached out to all of them individually to try to get them to train, the train, train their team. But I still think that a lot of these coaches are still in that old mindset where like. Oh, we're playing a season. We're playing a season. Like we shouldn't work out. You know what I'm saying, it's kind of thing. Opposite. And it's a complete opposite. Yeah, man. Like to, it's such a complete opposite. So like, like during a season, of course you're not gonna try to max out on weights. You're gonna hit, you know, set to 10, 12, whatever it is. Lighter weight, more focus on control, and then explosion. You know, repping, and um, you know, just keeping your body maintained. Doing a bunch of core, doing a bunch of band work, and things yeah. like that. But it also, you have to keep your sports performance intact because you're stretching, your recovery, your ability to move and actually be functional. Like, dude, if you can't move your hips, you, your home run ability, 
go, like if you had like you have natural power, if your hips can't move, you're not swinging the bat well. You can, you can't hit the ball as as far as even if you can hit if you get it at 500 feet, you're only hitting it at 300 now because your hips can't move. You know what I'm saying? So all those things are relevant, and I think that they're still in that old school mentality where it's like, oh, it's fall season. We'll only do a little bit of uh, games, and we'll get in the weight room, and that'll be our training, and then. The, the other training is some sprinting, but a lot of running as well. And it's like, well, it should be a lot of weight training followed by a lot of quick sprinting, yeah, sports performance, change sure. of direction, getting from home plate to first base. How do you get out of the box fast after you hit the ball kind of things, you know? Like literally little things that people just don't think about because yeah, man. they're looking at the big picture and of literally just running, running, hitting the ball, fielding the ball. They're not looking at the little things that go into it. 100%, 100% man. And like when when I'm practicing, like when when me myself, if I'm playing baseball and I'm practicing Bundy, I'm also practicing two strike counts. But and I know that everybody's probably thinking, oh, a lot of my coaches practice two strike counts. But I'm talking about I practice two strike counts, as in like I'm in two strike mode. And let's say that it's a pitch that's close, and I'm just touching it to like foul it off or put it on the ground. If I know I'm just touching it and I'm not trying to smash this ball, as soon as I touch it, I'm trying to get the first base yeah, like before out. it touches the ground. Right. Exactly, because as soon as I'm like swinging the bat and it's just about to touch the ball, I'm running already. Because yeah. I know that that ball's not one that I would hit, but it's when the umpire might call a strike yeah, that's exactly. not even close to the plate, but I'm not gonna hit it hard. So why sit there, swing all out, and have some little blooper, boo booty blooper, yeah. and oh, let me use my wheels, let me put the ball on the ground and get the heck out of the box. Yeah, well, some of us weren't blessed with wheels like you are, bro. Well, I wasn't blessed, <laughs> I wasn't blessed, had to work on it, had to work on it. So yeah, man. Um, but yeah, so going through high school, so where, where did you transfer to? Keep, Cypress keep, Lake. Cypress Lake, okay, so, yep. and, and that's where you stayed for the remainder of your career, yeah. right? Last three years in high school. So did you have a different mindset going there when you got there? No, I still had that. that I'm gonna take, take over, over. it's Mike Young's team. Yeah, but I got I was lucky, and I had really good players above me as well. Yeah, like Cypress Murray, always had Joe a pretty. Kino, Casey Gibson, like all those guys, yep. who also had that same mindset of right here the win, we're going to put in the work now, and then when it's game time, we'll have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Cypress had a pretty solid coaching staff for a while, yep. Yeah, they, so going they well. there, it was definitely nice. It was nice to have people with, this, with the like mindset, the people who wanted to put in the extra work were staying 30 minutes, an hour after practice was called, and still putting in work. You know, it was nice, especially because I didn't have a car yet, so I was always waiting for my parents to come pick me up, and they were always there practicing anyway. So yeah. I always had something to do, I was always doing something until my ride showed up. Yeah, exactly. So being a high school guy trying to be the best that you can be, I know that you played college ball. Before you tell everybody where you at, like, um, or where you went, whatever, like getting there or just thinking about getting recruited and stuff, did you like, what did you do to take your game to the next level to like, you know, start going, okay, I need to start implementing this, this and this, because I know I'm about to go to college ball and maybe that I'm not doing enough or, you know, you know, maybe how can I take my game to the next level? Did you ever do anything like that? Honestly, what I did my senior year, I specifically remember doing it, was freshman through junior, I was just like, numbers, numbers, what are my numbers? What's my mm -hmm. average? How many RBIs? What, how many stolen bases? Like all this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? In my senior year, I was just like, well, it doesn't matter what my average is at the end of the day. It matters if we collect wins, you know? And like, there could be a team that's 30 and 0. If everybody on their team is batting 100, but they're 30 and 0, what are they doing right? Right. <laughs> you know, so I started thinking, it's like, all right, well, we got a man on second base, no outs. You're like, yeah, I'm the four-hole hitter. 
Why not just lay down a bunt so the five hole can get an easier hit than what I would have to do sure. to get him over and get him in. Yeah. So I started doing the little things like moving a runner over, hit and run, like things like that like, and taking them more seriously. So that when the plays were called in the game, I wasn't sitting there like, well, this sucks. I'm going to have to sacrifice. It's like, no, I'm sacrificing myself for the team to for the, yeah, the greater good at this point. Yeah, man. Well, I want to say a different mindset because I always had the mindset of getting the win for the team. But it was more, now I'm taking the role of being the sacrificee, I guess. You had, you had more um, invested in the, the name on the front than the name on the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. And then, I don't even know how to really explain it. It was just, I just started playing the game right. Yeah. You know? And I did have some offers, like, uh, at a, I think it was a half ride from Simmel State Community College. Oh, wow. like FSU's, like... Uh, B team or community college, over yeah, there, community college. Will. There yep. you go. But uh, like branch college, that all the credit transfer to or whatever. Yeah, but um, they found out about my shoulder injury that happened my senior year. So right. It's like, all right, well, we don't want to go with somebody who might not even be able to throw a baseball anymore. So it's just like, what happened to your shoulder your senior year? Uh, my senior year, I went in the pitch or we were pitching in practice after catching. <laughs> after catching, yeah, Sweet. literally brought both. I love coaches that do that shit. But I wanted to do it, you know, I wanted to be able to do everything on that field right. in order to help. Right. So I went in, threw a little bit before to get like my arm back loosened up and everything. And then without even thinking about it, I went on the mound, started through through my first couple pitches, no problem. Then like one of the one of the warm up throws, I just let the ball go and just felt pop, 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 pop. Oh all on my shoulder. Ah. Oh. Yeah, didn't think any of them. He said my like just, everything pops yeah. in all the time. My knees pop. Like you probably hear when I well, you get, sometimes yeah. my knees mm-hmm. pop and everything. So I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Could just be an air pocket, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. Just happened, just happened. Let it go. Yeah. Then I went to go on the mound because I was like, all right, well I'm warm anyways. Last pitch, threw a strike, perfect. Looked good. Well on the mound, went from throwing I never threw really hard, but I was probably throwing like low eighties, give or take. Okay. Might have thrown the ball like fifty degrees or fifty degrees, fifty miles an 50 hour. Fifty degrees. <laughs> like a fifty mile an hour fastball. And I'm just like that's not right. That doesn't no. So like you you went to go throw normally and it didn't actually come out of your hand the right way. The ball came out of my hand fine. Like still went towards but the But it plate, just was like fifty and nothing of, behind it. That's so Absolutely weird. Nothing. And what exactly did you tear again? My labor. You're like, From oh. 12 to 5, I believe it was. Slap tear. So almost literally just like almost Randy. Half. Just like Randy did. Yeah. Randy did the same thing. But he had to do surgery, didn't he? No. Oh, he didn't do surgery. He didn't do surgery. I didn't do surgery either. Yeah, you guys are studs. Yeah, that's when... Uh, Randy still tries to make throwdowns when we play men's league. He's <laughs> <I don't>. freaking <laughs> nuts. He's freaking <laughs> nuts. Luckily, my arm strength actually came back a lot. Because the uh, senior year, I also got into swimming as well. Like, uh... Like the Olympic swimming, so like 50 yeah. meter, 100 meter pool and everything like that. So when I started getting into that, just being sore from that, man. Like using muscles that even going to the gym every day, you weren't used to using. Like I remember the front of my shins when I was swimming would be so sore. And I'm sitting there thinking like, why the, the front of my shin sore? There's not, there's not even a muscle there. Right. But it's literally from keeping my foot freaking pronated or whatever, what it's called whenever you're you know, trying to make it make them paddle. So yeah. I'm keeping my foot like that is putting stress on my shins. Right. Next thing I'm lo- I'm looking down at my legs. I'm like, there's like actually a little muscle in the front now. Like I can flex ah. that. That's weird. <laughs> like, I never noticed that before. That's though, weird. Know, he yeah, said, I love it. World, bro. Yeah. Then like my back was all sore from pulling myself through the, the water and everything yep. all the time. And then that was actually helping my shoulder get stronger and back to where it needed to be because 
doing the, the motions and you know what I mean? It helps them. Right. The and, and, and it's gravity free. Yeah. yeah. It's literally just water resistance, whatever yeah. you can do. And that was, I think that was a huge part of why my arm got healthier so quick. It's like recovery somehow. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, he's strengthening the muscle without putting gravitational pull on it. So it's allowing the muscle to actually have free range of motion. Yeah. Because it's it going to be stuck in one position. So like when you're moving around, that muscle is going to be sitting there, right? Because it's really hard to move. So it's going to be stuck in one spot a lot of the times, especially if you injure it and a labrum tear. Because the labrum, what a labrum does, it, it's your movement from reaching out, stretch, and then pulling back, right? So when you throw, it like comes with your shoulder and allows it to like go at that angle and then it has to retract. But the thing is when you retract, it won't reset in the same spot, it'll stay out there. That's when they throw, they're good. It's when they pull it back, when they're like, oh, what the frig is that? <laughs> yeah, man. So that's why if you ever watch Randy throw, he'll go like this and then he'll leave it there and then I'll just kind of like let it hang. He like started finding a good, he started finding like a good groove to where it wouldn't kill him. I was like, dude, that's brutal. <laughs> That is brutal. I'll take the pain. You take the pain, I'll just take whip it. If somebody's gonna try to ego me by stealing second base, if I'm someone's like, gonna ego me, you're not getting it, bro. I'm sorry. I will throw my arm out. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> nah, because because what I would do, what I would do is I would just start stealing bases against them, and then they're not gonna get me out. So I would steal second, third, and then Randy would bump me home or something. <laughs> and then the other team would get mad and start stealing bases off Randy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Forcing the throw. I can't make it. No, nah, no. Nah, literally, what I would do that, I, I would do that. And but what I can do sometimes, especially if my wheels are feeling good that day, I'll act like I'm not going to get a lead at all. I'll take like a one stepper and still take off. <laughs> you one of those, huh? Yeah. You won't even be looking at you. Like, There's no way he's going. Right See you later. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> speed kills, baby. <laughs> speed kills. Hey, sometimes sneaky speed can kill, bro. No, it does, especially when people don't expect it from you. Like, nah, this dude's big. There's no way. That was my favorite part about just playing travel ball. RJ did so much with us, like, poles. Poles on poles on poles for days. It's all we did for a super long time. Yeah. And I feel like because of how much we ran the poles, my, what's it called? Like, I don't even know what the pole is right now. It's Your like, mechanics. Yeah, the mechanics yeah. of running. Your biomechanics. Just became yep. so much easier for me. I was still a pretty hefty dude. I think 13, 14 years old, I was still pushing almost 200 pounds. Kinesiology. Yeah, right. Study a movie. I haven't learned nothing about that in like four years. Yeah. <laughs> Me in like eight or something like that. 2013. Yeah, but you're it? still Seven? using it. I'm just serving food, bro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Like I was still pushing almost 200 pounds, but I was top four, I think, on our team in stolen bases. That's that insane. <laughs> my man. And like, you know what I mean? Everybody's this looking at me. This kid ain't stealing. He got boobies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but everybody's sitting there looking at me. It's like, oh, there's no, there's no chance that you're stealing, bro. Like, you're just, you're too big. And then all of a sudden, I take, I'm taking off. Jacked. Because I'm sitting there looking at it. I know how to steal the base. I'm looking at the dude's front angle. Right. You're looking at, looking to see if he's moving home. Yep. As soon as you see that first move on the left side, he can't pick. So. Yeah. And I guess, like, just other teams weren't taught that. I guess they don't they're not taught what to look for no apparently not and so I guess that just that just helped me out a lot too because i was getting insane jumps because of how rj and keith taught me right yeah exactly otherwise i would just be clueless out there and i'd just be running you know? no yeah we got taught well man we uh, luckily we got taught well it seems like a lot of kids don't get taught that right now so after college after you you know you're done hurting your arm you're done with baseball you're like screw it i'm done with this i'm going back home now you're uh work at a restaurant and stuff like that but as far as like um 
your fitness life. Ha, ha, I know you've kept up with that. You work out with me here now at PPTC, but um, you know, did you, I know you, and you like to do CrossFit now. Um, did you, is that what you got into right away or? Oh, like after college? Or? Yeah, yeah, like, like did you get, like did you keep your working out going or did it stop for a while and then you got into it and what made you get back into it? It was actually opposite. I kept it going for a little bit, but then stopped doing it. Because ah, I had okay. the mentality of when I was working out, it was for sports. Yeah, I was working out to make myself better at baseball to do what I needed to do on the field. And then when I lost, I say lost like I can't ever play it again, but like when I didn't have that team anymore and I didn't have that drive to want to make myself better, make myself better, I kind of just lost the, the uh, motivation to go to the gym. That's where I kind of just- Did that drive go to out. like just thinking about work and making money instead? Yeah, so, pretty much. Pretty much like, what well, why, why am I going to kill myself going to the gym and working when the gym's not really something that I need? It's something that I want to do just to, so I don't get huge. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. You want to stay. You don't want to be, you know, obese yeah. or whatever. Yep. But then when I stopped doing that, like I didn't notice it at first, but like looking at pictures of when I first moved to Daytona, which is where I moved right after college, to where when I moved back here. Like when I moved back here, I looked unhealthy. Like I was lean, but I was unhealthy. Like my my diet for like two months prior to moving back, because I was so broke, was ramen noodles. Like not even joking around. Like I ate nothing Some, but ramen. Sometimes you gotta do it. You know, and like it, like I was 175, 180 pounds, but unhealthy. Yeah. You know, and when I moved, whenever when I was just got to Daytona, I was 210 pounds, but I was solid. Right. You know what I mean, like I could run like a six minute mile or something like that, which at 210 pounds is pretty dang good. Yeah. Know? No, it is but for sure, especially for a bigger guy. But it was just a mixture of like a bunch of different feelings, like being in Daytona, not having my family around. So that was, was like a little depressing. Yeah, you know man. What I mean, and sure. Going from having all my friends in one area to only having this one dude, Dylan, who I knew. Yeah, Demarest, right? So it was, so it was kind from of Cyprus. Like, yeah, you man. You know what I mean? No, and everybody falls into a rut like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you worked so hard so long, you get to that point, you're like, why? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you get to that point, man. And and, you, and even if you were going to the gym, sometimes you fall out of it to where like you don't really go up and wait or you don't push, you know, whatever you can. Sometimes yeah. just kind of like going through the motions. Everybody's been there in some way, shape, or form. Shoot, I'm in one right now. Like, I'm scared to go heavier on squats right now just because it's like. I don't. Feel, I just don't feel like dropping the weight and having to pick it back up. Honestly, you know what I mean. But yeah. It's just like, well, I'm gonna have to do it eventually because I can't just sit here with a you know, 265 pound front squat pause rep. Right. I need to get that thing heavier. So. Yeah. It's like if I can't land the bar on my shoulders and get up, then what am I gonna do? Just stay down there? No, you gotta get up. Right. Like when you get knocked down, you gotta get up. Yeah, that's exactly. Plain simple fact. Hundred percent, man. And that's 100%. what I think. The weight room is kind of reteaching me, you know. Yeah, like man. Not hitting a goal that I wanted to set for myself, and then coming back the next day and being like, "Well, we're still gonna hit this goal, so let's go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And you gotta have that mindset if you do want to keep hitting new goals, you know. So I, I know you enjoy CrossFit. Have you ever been in any CrossFit boxes? I've been in a few. Uh, when I was in Daytona, I, I I was affiliated with the CrossFit Port Orange box. Oh, that's cool. I did one competition with them. Failed miserably because I didn't have an engine. Like I could <laughs> no I endurance. Could, I could do some. I could do the weights and everything, but as soon as you needed me to do like more than 15 reps, I was gassed. You know what I mean? 400 meter run, gassed. 
didn't have anything left in the tank. But if there was a one rep or like a three rep max event, oh, I was showing up. Yeah, like I was there. I was there. You know what I mean. That's funny. But as soon as there was some type of running or some short, some sort of cardiovascular thing going on, I just I didn't. No, have thank it. you. The, the lungs just weren't there. <laughs> Not yet, at least. That happens, man. Yeah, and so so you compete in these CrossFit CrossFit boxes, um, and I'm sure you got better over time with there. You know, and just to give people a depiction of what we're trying to do here at PPTC, what's the biggest difference between coming to you know, PPTC or going to like a CrossFit box or like a regular, you know, franchise gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to put you on the spot. I'm just, you know, it's just, I, I, I try to um, let everybody know and, and give everybody a good depiction on how they can best grow and what environment is the best way to grow and what to look for, you know, cause I'll, people, it's not just gonna be from Cape Coral or people that are coming to me you know, looking for advice or looking for training, they're yeah. all over the world. So I guess I'm trying to reach out to the people who aren't maybe necessarily here. Like why pick a place like PBTC that's, you know, privately owned by, uh, uh, you know, somebody who wants to create, you know, an environment of happiness, positivity, and really try to help you be the best at what you're doing. I think one thing I would say is if you're, if you're just gonna go start out, mm-hmm. I would just go to a franchise gym. Yeah, sure. Personally. That's mm-hmm. how I started out, starting back up again, just going to a franchise gym. Mm-hmm. But I also knew kind of what I needed to do to get back to where I want to be. You know, Right, you were already an athlete and kind of had an idea yeah. how to work out. And so things, I yeah. kind of had the mindset of, all right, well, I know how to do all these lifts. So like, let's just start with the basics, doing bench press, doing squats, doing deadlifts, working out the shoulders, like all just the basics. And then when I decided, all right, now I'm going to start taking this more seriously. I want to get into a CrossFit box or by my race of fucking luck, got this gym here, PPT, PPTC. Yep. And the one thing that I would definitely say that like in a comparison between PPTC and a CrossFit box is that they're very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because at a CrossFit box, and especially here, it's not just about the individual. It's about everybody as a whole. Yeah. It kind of becomes a family. And these sure. people, you, you come in every day and you look forward to seeing them like, oh yeah, five o'clock. Homeboys, Roy's walking, walking in the here door. about five yep. minutes. I can't wait to see him again. Oh, now it's about five thirty. This guy's about this to show up. Oh, he's doing good, you know. And yep, definitely. Whereas when man. you go to the franchise gym, you're going in there. You put your headphones in. You don't talk to nobody. You're yep. in. You're out. And that's it's just like a machine. Yeah, you're like in your own head. You're not really feeling yeah. the vibes. Yeah, totally. And like, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes that's good. Like yeah, no. Sometimes you need your own headspace. One hundred percent work. It's off. I go in there and I blow out steam. Right. You know? Yeah, and no. I definitely don't want to bring that around. No family. doubt about it. There's you know definitely I mean? a time and a place. Yeah, there's definitely a time and a place. Totally understand that. But no, man, yeah, exactly. And that's that's kind of what we try to promote. That, that it's, it's all about that camaraderie, about having people that you know have your back and have your best interest in mind. And you have theirs, and it's kind of like a genuine thing. And you meet up in the same place, you're doing the same thing, and you're working towards, man, I just want to get better than the last day I was in here. You know what I'm saying? And that's all it is, is getting better, whether it's literally inch by inch at a time, or you come in yesterday, and all of a sudden today, you're a mile ahead than what you were yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, man. So if, you know, we're going to close out the podcast here in a second, but if you were, I mean, just to throw this big question out there for you, see if you can answer it, see what you come up with. 
Um, where, where does Mike want to leave his legacy? I know you got a lot of things going on right now. You're trying to create and find yourself and find where Mike fits in and where, you know, after where's after baseball life going, you know, and that's a big question for everybody who's an athlete, you know, coming out of college, man, I'm the athlete, I'm the guy I want to go. That's what I wanted to do. Now I'm kind of out trying to find my way. You know, where do you want to leave your legacy? Where do you want to leave your mark? And maybe even you can go as far as saying, you know, where do you want to be in five to 10 years? Like, where do you see Mike leave, leaving his mark? Hopefully by the time I'm dead and gone, that everybody remembers me as somebody that just wanted to have everybody smiling and having fun around them. You Hell know yeah. what I mean? You, you guys know me. I'm a, I'm a goofball, man. Yep. I will do whatever, say whatever, <laughs> give no absolute cares at all about who's For around. For sure. <laughs> but as long as it makes my friends laugh and makes them happy, then what do I care? Right. You know, And that's what I really want out of my life is just to have good people around me and to just have fun and enjoy myself. So you just basically I mean? create that that you know environment of positivity loving people and just being around people that love you back family family love it man that is that's a great lesson honestly i think the world in general needs to hear a lot about that you know what i'm saying because we need a lot more people that are just trying to be love peace and all that stuff man because that's what that's what this is about man not hating people right so i could sit here with 10 million dollars in my bank account but i'll be a miserable i don't got nobody around me you know well, I mean? right, yeah. Or I could be homeless on the street. You right can look now, at all your stuff by yourself. Says, "We'll work for food." But if I got some good people around me, I'll be okay with it. Fair enough, know? man. Like I'll be broke if it means I got good people around me. I love okay. the mindset, yeah. Mike. I love the mindset. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast, dude. And um, yeah, we'll continue seeing Mike's journey. Probably catch up with him in a few months. See where he's going and uh, what's going on with him. But I really appreciate you, bro. And appreciate until you. next week, PBTC. Yes, Fit fam, thank you for everybody who is following the podcast. If anybody is interested in any kind of our deals, our back to school summer sales are still in until November 1st. Okay, we have boot camp sales, only $30 to get in for the month. We have online training sales, we have percentage off on some of our packages. Okay, get on, get after it, get on it. And if you just have a question, Obviously, reach out for that too. And if you want to find any more information on PBTC, PBTC Fitness, go to our website, pbtcfitness.com, and uh, contact us, guys. Until next week. Later, y'all.